electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Intel is a mover in a tough tape today, popping on news that the company is guiding revenue to the top half of its range for Q2. Our Deirdre Bosa is uh, watching that on today's Tech Check. Hey, Dee. Hey, Carl. There is that outlook, Carl, which I will get to. But there's another piece of news, too, that I want to first talk about that could prove more significant and has really flown under the radar. Earlier this week in Taiwan, NVIDIA CEO Jensen Huang, he threw Intel a bone. He said that their test chips, quote, look good. And that is noteworthy. It is a small but significant signal to markets that Pat Gelsinger's grand ambitions, his plans to become a player in foundry, the business of manufacturing chips may actually be working. And the fact that it comes from Huang and an AI kingmaker who can do no wrong in investors' eyes these days, whose advanced chips are leading the generative AI platform shift. That is key here, too. It's a comment that is likely to please investors and lawmakers alike. Intel is, of course, an American company. And as such, it could bring advanced chip making back home, seen as a national security issue, and eventually counter the current dominance of TSMC and Samsung, Taiwanese and Korean companies, respectively. Now, to be clear, all we got from NVIDIA and Wang was a small vote of confidence. And the journal reported this week that Qualcomm and Tesla, they also explored Intel as a manufacturer, but then they backed off. NVIDIA, though, Remember, it is America's most valuable semi-company. We are talking about it day after day. It is, of course, the latest entry to the Trillion Dollar Club, clear leader in generative AI. So its business may ultimately matter more, and it may pave the way for other companies that are also in sore need of chip supply chain diversification. That is key here, bringing that manufacturing back to America, which Intel wants to do. Also helping shares today, Carl mentioned this, those comments from Intel CFO at a conference over the last few hours. He said that he expects revenue to come in at the higher end of their outlook. He also talked up AI on the product and foundry sides. Intel is the top performer on the Dow today, up more than 3%. It paired some of those gains. But guys, Gelsinger has had a very tough slog trying to turn around that once, once mighty company. So this partnership would be significant. That vote of confidence is maybe the best sign so far that Gelsinger has received on those plans. So do, do Intel and NVIDIA compete directly? Uh, what, what, is, what is the landscape on certain chips? So Pat Gelsinger at Intel, he wants to create a foundry business. NVIDIA is a chip designer. They design the most leading edge AI chips that are going to be used um, by many, many companies, big tech. Um, so what Intel wants to do is actually manufacture these chips, and it's basically creating this business from nothing. So it is a very difficult thing to do, especially given all the product delays and challenges that Gelsinger has already had. So they would work with NVIDIA to make those chips. But yes, they, you know, there's other areas where they could compete, and that's always been a question for this foundry, this manufacturing business. Are the likes of Apple, Google, Meta going to go to Intel when it also competes right. in certain chips? Right, because the story with Intel was always that it was giving up market share in chips to companies yes. like NVIDIA and AMD on the competition. Yeah. Deirdre, thank you. Deirdre Bosa. Amazon workers planning to walk off the job over a, quote, lack of trust, calling out return to office and layoffs in particular. Deirdre Bosa has the details. Hi, Dee. 
Hey, Tyler, that walkout is expected to happen about 40 minutes from now. And the employee group that is organizing this is expecting 1,900 employees worldwide, about 900 in Seattle itself at the headquarters at that day one building. Um, they're complaining about a few things or walking out over a few things. One is return to office. Second is layoffs. Remember that at the end of last year and this year, they did their biggest rounds of cuts ever, equaling 27,000 employees. Also, Amazon's environmental record. And as you said, Tyler, sort of a lack of trust or setting a lack of trust in the company's leadership's decision making. Um, to put this in perspective, Amazon worldwide has about 350,000 corporate and tech workers. This is separate from the warehouse workers that man those fulfillment centers where we have also seen some rising worker turmoil in terms of strikes and unionization. So this is something that Amazon faces on a number of fronts, both in the blue collar side and the white collar side. This one in particular is looking at those corporate employees. Guys, it is a very, very small number of vocal people. But again, we've talked about this in the past is that does this amount to a distraction for the company at a time when it is seeing slowing growth and trying to sort of take show that it's innovative and be part of this whole AI hype cycle. Deirdre, real quick, I mean, this is a little unusual. Is it Andy Jassy in particular who looks vulnerable or, um, you know, somehow in the crosshairs here? Or is this just reflective of a broader moment in which the company is struggling? I think it reflects the idea that Amazon has become the second largest employer in the country. That is private employer. And, you know, I've been covering the Amazon shareholders meetings for years. And there is a vocal group of employees that come out and don't necessarily like the environmental record or things that Amazon is doing. So it's not actually that unusual, Hmm. um, but it does come at sort of an important moment for Amazon when it's trying to find fiscal discipline. Um, When Andy Jassy, you're right, has been less than two years in the job, I think coming up to two years, when he has to manage sort of this rising unrest amid the workforce. By the way, also just on the wires, getting news that the FTC has now sued Amazon over Ring's doorbell privacy. What What can you tell us? Yeah, so I'm just looking through this document as well, and I can bring you more as I find it. But Ring is its security camera devices, and I'm looking at the suit now, and it's claiming that Ring employees and contractors were given unnecessary and unrestricted access to customers' sensitive video data. Um, And, you know, this is, they're so widely used that I don't know how many people or how wide this is, but it's saying that it didn't limit access to customers' video data and that there was some, you know, some liberties taken. And this certainly isn't the first lawsuit from regulators or the first look that regulators are taking. So at the same time, this is piling up to uh, Kelly, not just for not just for Amazon, but for the other big tech companies also. Yeah, I guess they're going to be requiring Ring to destroy all pre-2018 home security recordings recovered mm. by the settlement. Pretty interesting stuff. Deirdre, thank you very much. Deirdre Boson, a tough day for Amazon. How about Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries with breakfast? Oh, Dad, we're on. Crunch Island. It's Jean foot. <laughs> and he stole our crunch. Quick, the zip line. He's getting away. Throw our last crunch berry. No! No one steals my crunch berries. I think you mean my crunch berries. Choose your own crunch venture with Captain Crunch. <laughs> 